Welcome to the Expat Cast. This is the podcast where expats share their stories about fitting in, standing out, and every mishap on their journey to feeling at home abroad. I'm your host, Nicole, and I'm actually here to bring you a different podcast, not the Expat Cast, in fact. <laughs> I am here to rebroadcast an episode of The Germany Experience. This is the podcast formerly known as Expat Life Germany. You may know it as Sean's podcast, Sean being my sworn rival. We had the very strong rivalry going on over Advent time when we competed to see who could raise more money for charity. And now we came together along with Steph Fuccio of the Geopats podcast. You definitely know her if you've been a longtime listener because she's been on my show. I've been on her show. We're pod buddies. And it was beautiful to have all three of us come together and talk about a topic that is hitting all of us. Well, it's hitting everyone in the world. And we are just three examples of that. Sean asked us to come on his show to talk about our experiences with the coronavirus outbreak with COVID-19 in Germany. Sean is based over near Nuremberg and Steph just moved to Berlin at the beginning of the year. I was there representing Freiburg, and so between the three of us, we had three different states in Germany, three different regions with three different experiences of how the government's been responding to the crisis and how that's affecting us, how we're feeling about it. You know, it's crazy even looking back on the timeline of how this episode happened, because Sean brought up the idea a week or two ago, and Steph and I both had different feelings about wanting to do this or not wanting to do this. Then somewhere around mid last week, we all sort of started saying, oh, no, we definitely have to do this. We have to talk about this. By Friday, we had set a date to talk and that date was Sunday night. And between setting that date and having that conversation, it feels like all of society around me changed dramatically. And even now, Sean broadcast it on Monday, and already I had a couple tidbits I could have added if we'd recorded later. I'm putting this out Wednesday morning. Again, life's different every day. So now I have all these different experiences to share with you guys. For instance, the library I work at is now closed to the public. The employees are still expected to come to work, which we are doing. But Saturday and Monday were crazy busy because so many families were coming in to check out content for their children because they're facing at least six weeks at home with their kids. And as of now, in Germany, you're allowed to go outside and play, but now playgrounds have been shut down. And, you know, it's an open question of if we will be allowed to continue going outside or not. So, yeah, people need it to stack up. And it is crazy walking through the library. The, the children's department is ransacked. It's like post Black Friday in there. I mean, there's like five DVDs left, a couple CDs, and maybe five books per shelf. But almost every book that we have is checked out right now. Same goes with the adult content, though, to a lesser extent, uh, specifically if you walk past the crimi section, which is the crime thriller section. Those shelves are pretty much empty because, yeah, Germans really love crimis. And I, I just have to say, there's something about the consistency of these tropes and stereotypes that I've shared on the podcast and poked fun of on the podcast. I'm finding great comfort in the fact that Germans are obsessed with crimis. Like, this is amazing to me right now, and it warms my heart. Little things like this are just signs that we are still the same people that we were a week ago, a month ago. And maybe we'll still be the same people once this is all over, whenever that is. So this is all to say, life's changing at an hourly rate. 
but here is a glimpse into three lives in one moment in the middle of this chaos. If you need a break from Corona content, guys, turn this off. It's totally fine. Turn it off. Go take a walk or indulge in material that is going to make you laugh. But if you're in a mood where you need to be talking about it or thinking about it or listening to a podcast about it, by all means, carry on and let us know, all three of us. We have different podcasts. We have different shows, different goals, but we all want to be here to serve this community. And if you guys need to keep talking about it, we can. And if you need to be distracted, we can do that too. Just let us know. And But for now, here are the experiences of three expats living in Germany. Welcome to the Germany experience. And this episode is going to be a little different because in light of what's going on and how I'm feeling about everything, it just doesn't seem right to put out a normal episode. And uh, as it is with COVID-19, which has been hanging over our heads for a while, things really kind of got pretty weird uh, in the last week or so. And I, I just needed to talk about it in general. And I thought, who better to talk about something like this than with two people who love to talk. And of course, that means that they're podcasters. So on the show this week is Nicole from the Expat uh, cast. <laughs> I nearly forgot your show name there, Nicole. <laughs> good start. This is going well. <laughs> <laughs> Nicole from the Expat cast, welcome. And we've also got Steph from Geopets. Hello. Welcome. Welcome. Hello. Um, so things have, when I say things have gotten weird, uh, before, like a week ago, I would say, things were kind of just cast, uh, going along. We all knew that there was this virus. There was hints that we would might, might need to work from home. But pretty quickly, the number of uh, infected people has increased drastically in Germany. And a lot of things have happened in the last week. So, for example, they closed the schools down. They, uh, they're making a lot of companies work from home or a lot of companies are choosing to work from home. I'm starting work from home from tomorrow. And yeah, it's, it's just suddenly seeming a little doomsday. How, how are things where you are, Nicole? Doomsday is a very good way to describe mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Um, it didn't feel this way probably two weeks ago. Um, I work in a public library and so I've had this feeling over the past two weeks, like every day, this, this atmosphere is getting heavier and heavier. And then um, Friday the 13th, appropriately enough, is when I think everything sort of fully escalated to the point where we are in full yeah, yeah, doomsday mode. <laughs> yeah, it does. It feels, but th the thing is, if I look at it, it's kind of the same thing that it was a week ago. It's just that the government has taken a lot of measures which are making it feel like doomsday. And today, I think that they, um, as of recording right now, they've just closed up borders with France, Austria, and Switzerland. Uh, so I think that also just adds to the feeling like it's a Hollywood blockbuster somehow. Yeah, I had some really unfortunate book selections in my life recently. Um, <laughs> before any of this had started, I started reading The Handmaid's Tale, which was already kind of heavy. And then I read this book called Dry, which is about, it's a dystopian novel set in a world where um, they run out of water. And it's basically how quickly and how terribly people turn on each other in times of crisis. So this has not been the best thing to have in the back no. of my mind. No. No. <laughs> no. And people are, it turns out people are actually pretty weird when these things are, these things are happening because even before all of the doomsday <laughs> feeling, people were like doing these hamster calves and just buying tons of toilet paper. And it's just a little, it's a little strange. I'm more worried about the people than I am about the virus. 
I'm really yep. excited to see what they do with their toilet paper. Like I'm expecting some really <laughs> elaborate toilet paper art or like a fork even. I'm not really sure yeah. what the plans are, but I'm yeah. looking forward to seeing it. Yeah. And Steph, what about in Berlin where you are? You're in Berlin now. What, what's, what's it looking like there? Oh, oh, gosh. Sorry, the toilet paper thing. I can't let that go. Because <laughs> it actually, from what I, because I've been tracking the virus the whole way since I left China the 1st of January. And no, I didn't bring it to Europe with me. But uh-huh. I've been tracking it the whole time. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because it seems like the toilet paper hoarding started in Japan where most toilets have bidets. So I don't really understand why this is happening. It's very perplexing. But Berlin's this weird dichotomy of people saying that things are getting blown out of control and people hoarding. Right. And so it's just there's a run on the stores, but everybody's out socializing. And not everybody. A lot of people are still out socializing and really annoyed that they might be asked to stay home this week. Yeah. Exactly. This is the one thing that's worrying me or that, that interests me is... Uh, someone sent me a picture from Würzburg. Um, she, she was out jogging and she, she ran under what's, uh, there's an Altmainbrücke in Würzburg and there are, there is a wine uh, place of, of, the, of the top there, quite a famous wine place just on the bridge. And there were like mm-hmm. 150 to 200 people just hanging out on the bridge having wine together. So I get that during yeah. the, these kinds of times we can, we should chill out and not freak out and stuff, but we should also be taking precautions, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's a weird balance that I feel like everyone is failing at. And I also am part of this. I do not know what the right balance is. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, but Nicole, you wouldn't go to a 50-person a meetup right now, would you? I have been told not to, therefore I will not. <laughs> <laughs> You're a law-abiding citizen. I like that. <laughs> I try. I try. <laughs> Yeah, it's it 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 was it's just a bit incongruous because actually the thing is, uh, I think it's possible to take these precautions but not panic. But essentially, what we're doing is we're not. I've heard a lot of people's reasons for still going out is that they're not afraid of the virus, but that's not the thing, is it? It's it's that we're trying to protect certain groups of people who are more vulnerable to it, and it's not us basically. And second of all, we don't want to overwhelm the health health system with a, with tons of. Uh, cases at the same time. We're trying to slow it down over time. So it's not the not the fact that you should be afraid of the virus, that you shouldn't go out. It's that there's other reasons that don't have to do with you kind of thing. Have you guys been out into the world much this weekend? Because I will hear at least the weather was really spectacular. One of these yeah. first beautiful spring days. And I saw so many people out just taking walks and a lot of um, older at-risk people as well. Yeah. Which I thought yeah. was interesting. I saw that as German. well. Yeah. And what about in Berlin, Steph? People out, what, what was the weather um, like there? I, I I didn't go outside today at all, which is driving me a bit crazy because I'm not mm. an inside person. But yeah. I did take a peek out yesterday to go to the grocery store to pick up some stuff because we have basically a dorm fridge in our temporary apartment. And so I'm trying to get a healthy mix of stuff just in general. I'm still kind of like getting regular food into our house. Yeah. Um, and so I went through what is normally an empty park and it was packed. People were grilling and drinking and <laughs> yeah, hanging out spring. and sitting on things that would have germs on them. And I just normally I'd be like, yeah, this is great. People are out and talking to each other. And all I could think is my luxurious walk through an empty park is just over because all of you <laughs> might you be people. contagious <laughs> or some of you. <laughs> and, and how dare you be here? And like, I was so excited to start the day because there were a few trees. There weren't many people. And then as I went down the walk, there was more and more people. And I just yeah. got so annoyed that they were out. And then I realized <laughs> I'm out. Yeah. So, 
hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I actually think yeah. that's fine. Like we went out today as a family as well. We went for a walk around our neighborhood. And to be fair, out in the country where I am, nothing's changed. It's still dead as anything. But uh, yeah. it, it's, it's um, I think walking around is fine. I think taking a stroll is, is good at this point. We haven't been locked down yet. So I think that's still okay because you can keep your distance from other people and it's it's much more difficult out in the the open air to catch something so i think what, what i mean this weather today was just you couldn't resist going out and, and i actually it. found it really inspiring and uplifting which is also something yeah. i i need uh, these yes. days um because well first off just the experience itself was beautiful but i also saw um, this old couple, maybe 85 or so, yeah. she had a walker yeah. and he um, was sort of hunched over, one hand on her walker, and together they were pushing this thing and themselves up a hill that's pretty steep. Um, and when I saw them, they were at the beginning, um, and I just... Uh, I thought that was really incredible and a good reminder yeah. that, you know, the, we're strong people. Um, exactly. We have to take certain precautions, but... Um, you know, everyone's going to do their best. And uh, I don't know, it was just, an, it was nice to see old people doing something healthy for themselves that was yeah. also not mm-hmm. putting them worse at risk. As far as I am informed, I believe that this is an acceptable activity that said, Absolutely. what the heck do I know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do we know? What do we know? <laughs> yeah. I, I, that, that kind of thing I don't have a problem with. It's the people that are like, I mean, I think bars and restaurants should be closed at this point. That's, that's just what I think uh, Germany has been a bit too slow about. Yeah. Well, in on Tuesday, bars and some other establishments are going to be closed in Berlin. But I believe yeah. they said restaurants will be open, but they have to have like the tables have to be a certain distance from each other. Yeah. 1.5 meters or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, still, I don't know. But yeah, it, 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 I know. Being, being out today in the weather, it did definitely lift my mood as well. So I think that's also good for people, especially since we're not in an Italy situation just yet. And uh, yeah, which um, which which brings me to the next point. Do, do we think a lockdown is coming? I, for me, where I live, I'm almost expecting it, but I've been expecting it for, I don't know, days or weeks now because I'm very, very close to the Alsace region in France, in yeah. France, which is yeah. the area that has been, um, according to the, to the Robert Koch Institute, they're on the same level of risk as Iran or Italy. Um, so mm-hmm. one of the worst in the world, and it's 30 minute drive from me, people commute, they go, you know, we have a German French school in town, people live on one side, work on the other, it's super common. And obviously, once it was known that it was breaking out there, they tried to stop that. But when you're that close quarters, it's just not really that realistic that it's going to be totally fine, you know? So yeah. to me, it seems, it seemed inevitable. And this is also why I felt a different kind of heaviness over the last couple of weeks, feeling like it's, it's coming, it's coming. As said on Friday, the 13th, um, a lot of things started cu- closing down, but yeah. as you said, they're not, we're not in lockdown yet, but it seems to me like this would be the next step. We'll see how the next week goes, but I would imagine that this would, happen at least here in this town i don't know if baden württemberg as a state would also enact that but where i'm sitting it seems uh looming i suppose yeah yeah Yeah, it's it's um 
it's difficult to know what they're going to say. Now, there was uh, apparently on WhatsApp, there was fake news disseminated that said the German government have already decided they're going to shut down everything. And as part of that was uh, including supermarkets. And that is clearly not not the case because what they did in Italy as well, everything's on lockdown except supermarkets. People can still go to the supermarkets and buy things as usual. So, I mean, that's that I think caused a bit of undue panic. And, uh, and there was also something else about uh, in WhatsApp where they said ibuprofen worsens COVID-19. So if you've got COVID-19, don't take ibuprofen. Oh, I just pr- heard this too, actually. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And yeah. this is this is the kind of thing that circulates now when, when we need people to kind you of be, have a realistic view of things. Yeah, I also saw some fake news about, I think it was meant to be a joke, but about toilet paper, they found COVID-19 cells in toilet <laughs> yes. paper. I also wasn't sure. Yeah, I wasn't sure if that was a joke or if it was uh, uh, fake news. And But the problem is right now, yeah. jokes could be seen as fake news by some people. They, they People believe exactly. a lot of different things. Exactly. Yeah, I will say as the uh, as the librarian in the room, this is a really intense time where you you need to be checking your sources, and if you can't yes. confirm a story in multiple places, yes. don't believe exactly. it. Exactly. I mean, Ex- and even personal stories. I was with a friend yesterday, um, and she got a text from oh, what was it? Her friend's sister-in-law knew someone in Italy who typed this long message that included a lot of very scary things. Which mm-hmm. honestly, maybe they are true. Um, also maybe they're not. <laughs> and yeah. she was starting to get so freaked out just having read this. And that's understandable because it was scary stuff, but, but you, you can't allow yourself to fully believe it. You need to have a yeah. certain element of disbelief until you're, you're seeing otherwise. And also yes. at the same time, you do need to stay informed. So it, it is tricky, but I would say just stick to your local newspaper yeah. and, and they probably have a news ticker start there let yeah. social media noise be noise and whatever's truth mm-hmm. will come out over time. But it, it's so important to keep on your toes about digital literacy right now. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't agree more because actually, uh, and even those anecdotal stories about people having rough times, what people need to remember is that it, it's certain communities have been hit really, really badly in Italy. While there are other communities where life is, I mean, they're on lockdown, but life is still pretty much okay their health system is okay it's just certain communities and areas that are suffering suffering that so if you hear that story it might be a story from a specific area where things were really bad but first but that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be that bad here first of all and second of all stop going out and drinking wine in the hundreds on the bridges because otherwise you're going to make it in your community be like that Or also, there were some folks starting new meetups this week, and they were going around in Berlin where they were inviting people to their homes to watch movies and do stuff like that. And just, I mean, you're posting it on meetups, you're probably expecting a decent sized amount of people to come over. And I'm like, sure. Oh, again, I understand that isolation is hard, but I don't know if that's the way to go. Yeah. You know, I just, yeah. it's, it's a tough balance between going insane by being inside this much and, you know, trying to, trying not to spread it. Because yeah. that's that's the thing. It's the one thing that everybody agrees on is how contagious it is, how much individuals will react to it yeah. and how soon they'll get over it. And that kind of thing, we're all kind of like, ah, really, there's a lot of factors in how individually we'll handle it physically. But mm-hmm. the one thing everybody knows is that it's extremely contagious. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And that's why I think I think it is a good idea to just stay at home. What, Nicole, have, you, have they closed the library from tomorrow or what, what's the situation there? Um, this was 
an ongoing question. Um, they so now as of now, the plan is to be co closed um, starting Tuesday indefinitely, I suppose. Right. Um, we got the announcement for that a little bit later some, than some other institutions. So the museums and the um, public baths um, and schools all got shut down uh, or announced of the shutdown during a press conference. And we were a little bit delayed from that. Um, and as an employee, I still will have to go to work so far. We'll see if that changes. Yeah. Um, but it seems like um, it's not uh, across the board decisions being made. It's, it's a little bit more... Um, fragmented so things are coming in waves yeah mm -hmm. yeah and that so, so i think that makes sense because it's such a public facing thing that you have there that that it makes sense to close that down for for us yeah. i work for a software company so we've been we've been told to work from home for the next i think at least five weeks. I don't know how, how much longer it is, but that was voluntary. We didn't have a case of uh, COVID-19 amongst us or anything like that. We were just, our, our managers, which I think was very responsible, said, work from home, we can all do it uh, because we're just a software company. It's not like we have to physically be there putting things together or something like that. So uh, it's it's great. But the fact that they've closed the schools as well means that it's, it's going to be very difficult for people to be productive, even if they have to work from home. So like for me, I know with three kids at home, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be very tricky to, <laughs> to be productive in a, in a work sense. So we'll, we'll see how that goes from tomorrow. And you've just got here, Steph, to Germany, right? So I got here January 1st, but yeah, I'm still job hunting and my husband's in a three month course. Um, but yeah. his course just went remote this week at the or actually, yeah, this week is Monday today. <laughs> I don't know what day it is. No. And they just started today. So now instead of him being at work and me being in coffee shops job hunting, we're both at home in a place where we weren't supposed to both be working on mm. getting set up. So it's a little bit of a strain. I know it's a privileged complaint, but it's not exactly what we were thinking when we no. house hunted for this apartment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty crazy because this is something that I think no one could see coming along mm -hmm. that it would be like this and uh, the question is now how long does it go on like this like i, I think china is still on lockdown isn't it no they've started to move around they started to go back to work okay. i think maybe wuhan might be but most of china is back to somewhat normal right and that that is like, so we could say that's about three two two to three months after there it really started properly there but they shut down incredibly in the fast yeah that's the yeah. thing yeah that's the thing where germany germany well, i think is way yeah. along the curve of uh, by this time china had already shut down and closed borders and all kinds of things well also because of their different um political setup yeah. and structure yeah. they were able to make different decisions than yeah. Um, yeah. germany would be able to or the u.s could what have you and i think that's been really interesting to keep an eye on is um mm -hmm how the different political and social structures where you live are impacting the society's response. Like for instance, as an American, um, I have a lot of nervousness for society and for individuals that I know who don't have paid sick leave, who won't be able to pay rent if they're not able to work. And so people who are going to work even after being tested or, you know, there's a lot of really bad situations that are happening because there's not social structures to support it. On the other hand, the U.S. is so much further along than Germany that um, in terms of 
working from home possibilities. And so it was really easy for a lot of people to just say, all right, we work from home, no big deal. Whereas here, for instance, my job has no infrastructure to support that. Also, the nature of the work is different, to be clear. But um, in a lot of workplaces, they just don't have the hardware and the software and the servers all set up to be able to hold that that volume of working from home. So it's a different calculation if the entire company shuts down or just keeps showing up to the office. And so here that's a downside in the US it's not. Uh, Other way around with the social things. And I I think this is really fascinating to see. And it'll be interesting to see in the future um, if changes are made from this and what and where. That's actually one of my big hopes is that Germany will realize that working remotely is a, a viable option and more companies will do it. Our our company is able to do it because we set it up that way. It's just something that we, mm-hmm. the way we had, but I know a lot of other software f- companies as well where it's not necessarily so easy to work from home. So I that's one of the things that if, if this all blows over and, uh, well, when it blows over, uh, when? That, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> that Germany will, will have a, a new look at how they how they uh, do the, the working from home thing because it, it could uh, make a difference. Yeah. Um, so for me, I said, it's only been this weekend that things felt really full on, um, but I'm already trying to learn my uh, coping strategies. What's helping me sort of mentally um, deal with all of the news, all of the stress. And I want to hear what has been working and not working for you guys uh, at this time. Okay, so um, just a big side. I've step. been, <laughs> I, yeah, because I, I've been following it since China, and I've been trying to since it's since it uh, started in China, and I've been checking up on people since I left, and so I've been trying to, without sharing their stories because that's not my story to share. I've been like following the emotional side of that th- since then. So when it finally happened here, started here, I don't even know how to refer to this. It's such a weird yeah. new experience, but. When it started here, and it started to be very real that it, it was going to, it, but now that it's here, it's going to peak at some point, and then it will probably hopefully go away, but it's going to be here for a while. Then I just felt this huge weight. And then about two or three days ago, I couldn't snap out of it. Like norm, like it was coming and going in waves, and then mm-hmm. it was just sitting there. And so mm-hmm. I just kind of sat down and was like, what do I find to be helpful and joyous. And so I downloaded the Headspace app that I used to use, but I stopped using. I I put stickers all over the apartment to remind myself to listen to music. I downloaded a few funny podcasts instead of the very serious, like newsy ones I was listening to. And I tried to do like different things to like intentionally manually snap me out of it because just sitting in it was actually it wasn't causing a panic attack but it wasn't getting far from that and that's not Mm. helpful to anybody including myself so I was like no I've got to I've got to figure out how to breathe essentially yeah what are you guys doing uh having kids helps with distractions because they they are absolutely oblivious (laughs) to any extraneous stresses and I mean, we've dealt with we, we've dealt with some personal stresses uh, before, particularly in this last year as well. So we, we've had a, a bit of a stressful time up until this point, and we're uh, so we're quite used to it. But what what I found is if I'm feeling if I get really bogged down by this, which I was at one point, I was like just getting kind of like you said. I think you said it, Steph, weighed weighed down by everything, and then 
you start, I started mm. becoming more distant with my kids and then I just took them out somewhere and hang, hang out completely as if it was a normal day. And that just brought me out of my funk completely. It was just an amazing turnaround mm. for me. And I realized that's actually, it's going to be good that the kids are at home for the next five weeks. Um, even though they're going to drive me crazy, uh, but but at the same time they just they you know they demand that you be normal with them. They demand that it's a normal day. They don't care about anything else that might be happening or coming down the road. You just have to mm. be normal. So that's helped. That's helped a lot with uh, with the uh, yeah with just with the general stress and worry. And the other thing is that that I've recently come to realize it's actually just the same situation it was last week. We got a a, a bad virus that's going around. It's something that we've expected would happen at some point. Like a lot of very, very intelligent people and even not so intelligent people have predicted that it's going to happen at some point. It's happening now. And we're lucky that it's, I mean, it's bad. It's really bad, but it's it's also not as lethal as something like the Spanish flu that happened in 1918 or something. So from that point of view, right. we're lucky and it, we just have to manage it now. And and to me, that's that's helping me to, to focus on the fact that that's what we're trying to do now. It's feeling like a doomsday scenario, but actually what we're doing is just flattening the curve so that we slow down the infection rates, that we ease up the, the strain or potential strain on the healthcare system, and we just get through the next few months and, and minimize the effect of this thing. So, so that's helped me to kind of keep perspective about what's going on now. And what about you, Nicole? Um, yeah. yeah, I think I'm having different reactions at different times and different things are working and then not working. Um, I've definitely been um, texting a lot with friends and family about their situation or just sending links of things that are distracting us. Um, I've gone on several walks as said, as long as that's still allowed and, and I'm just going alone. I think that's fine. Um, losing myself in content uh, for me, I really um, I'm trying to be really productive. Um, <laughs> I am, uh, I, you know, I live alone. I don't have kids or anything like this. So I have a lot of, um, time yeah. <laughs> is more my issue and it, it's harder to <laughs> set the distractions. So I'm trying to, I, I wrote a list today of all of these big projects that I really want to take on now that my evening things are canceled. Um, because during the weeks leading up to this, obviously there was a, a weightiness to it, but I was able yeah. to, in the evening, yeah. go to a swing dancing class or go rock climbing or go hang out with friends and not think or worry about that contact. Or, well, obviously it was already in my head then, but um, now it's it's to another level. Um, so, yeah, so I, having those things be off the table now um, is making me redirect my attention elsewhere but yeah I don't know I also I went and bought a book the other day called the shortest history of Germany because I want to learn more about German history and I was reading it today and they mentioned a plague that happened way back when and it lasted 15 years yeah, my um, God. and this was a really powerful moment for me to be reading that in this moment and have this sort of context of like the what I'm feeling now people lived for 15 years yeah. with yeah. And we have advanced so far, and there's no reason to think that it's going to be a 15-year experience yeah. right now. You know, maybe in some ways, maybe economically or individually, but um, mm -hmm. it kind of helped me check in with reality of, like, I don't live in the, what, it's like 270 AD. Like, that's yeah. not the time yeah. that we're living in right now, and um, yeah. it helped yeah. me get my bearings. 
I even uh, com- I, even when I compared it, uh, similar to what you're saying, Steph, uh, uh, Nicole, is I compared it to the 1918 flu when I was. I also read up a lot about that recently because just, because obviously <laughs> on the mind, <laughs> and that that was pretty bad too. And that that also helped me realize, like, yeah, it, it we we got a we got a healthcare system in place. It it might take a bit of strain, but I have full confidence that they that it can be managed. And it's not like that 1918 plague. And like you say, just dozens of other plagues that we've had through the history of mankind. This is not the first time that we've had something like this. And people have gone through a lot worse than what we're going to go through. So that that is kind of settling. You know, that actually is exactly, you've just really hit the nail on the head for me because that's exactly why I'm slightly annoyed with people between the toilet paper and all of the touching that's still going on in public. I'm like, <laughs> look, we have, we have the knowledge and we yeah. have the ability to yeah, squash this pretty fast. Yeah. Yeah. So the fact that, that people are either ignoring or going, ah, oh, it's not that bad. I can still do a million of these other things. I'm like, no, no, no. We're smarter than this. Yeah. We, well, we can should do be. this. We should be. Relatively fast. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, I saw some nice. guy post on Facebook today that you know, he's not going to be a, a prisoner to the government and told to stay in his house <sighs> and, and whatever else. And then, and, and then somebody else said, well, it's facts. We need to flatten Gosh. the curve and we need to prevent more infections from, from happening too quickly. Yeah. And he's like, your opinion, not mine. I'm like, what? It's not an, apo- it's not an opinion. It's facts. Scientifically proven. <laughs> it's science, for God's sake. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> and it's people like that that annoy me. And then oh, it's the it people made me so who mad. will, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, I think like you said it before, Sean, it's the people that scare, not scare me, but make me cautious during this. Because yes. I, I think eventually organization, whether it be organizations or governments, I think the bigger collective is going to help us through. And we as smart, intelligent, yeah. rational people will figure out that it's that doing all these things is better for all of us. But it's those outliers yeah. that do stupid stuff that I'm just like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> what is wrong <laughs> with you people? Why are you here? <laughs> yeah. And I think I'm going to take Nicole's advice about drowning, like stopping social media because social media is the worst. It's where you see these kinds of stupid, stupid people. And obviously, I'd like to think that not everyone is as stupid as those people. Like, I hope. I hope that it's oh, just an amplifier. Most aren't. Yeah, yeah, most are reasonable people. <laughs> and uh, social media kind of makes you forget that sometimes. And, and I think maybe in times like this, it's time to look away because of all the fake news and all of this, uh, yeah. th- these uh, idiots being loud on the internet. Maybe it's time now to just focus on, like Nicole said, the news sources and get your news from uh, and, and check your facts. That's what you need to do right now. And individuals. I, I've also been checking in with folks and I, I now have like two people that I do like one-on-one daily check-ins. Hey, what are you doing today? What's going on? How do you feel? That kind of thing. Cause I'm just like, I'm not an inside person. I, I will start to teeter a little bit at some point <laughs> and I'm like I need I need to talk to people yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah whether it be video calls or conference calls or just phone calls or just voice messages I I need contact and that's I think that's important for a lot of people we're not isolationists as no. like natural beings no and that's what I think I keep trying to remind myself of. Um, we do live in a digital age and while day to day I don't want to live my life online I want to live it in real world um if I need to cut back on in-person social interaction, that doesn't cut back on my need for social interaction, but I can redirect it by uh, talking to people through online technologies. And that's where I'm going to try to 
praise and, and use the digital world to the benefit of it um, and just ignore the nonsense on social media as much as I can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's wise. I think yeah. that's wise. Yeah, it's, it's also um, interesting, like our identities as um, people who have moved around the globe, because obviously this is hitting different countries in different ways. And um, I mean, it's a whole other topic to get into, but, you know, how people feel about their connection to um, people in other parts of the world. Um, yeah, our identity as expats, immigrants, geographically flexible people, definitely. Uh, <laughs> it feels very present to me these days. Yeah. Yeah. How have you how, how have you guys been uh, dealing with having loved ones in in other countries where you can see things going on and the same sort of dangers back for example back in the states for you guys? Yeah, for me I was really blindsided by it. I follow national news in the US but not yeah. local news and um national news was talking about Seattle and then recently New Rochelle, New York. Um, I didn't hear anything about my hometown or area, so I thought it was fine. Yeah. I find out like Monday or Tuesday, my family contacts me and it's like, oh, it's it's getting kind of bad. Two days later, everything shut down and wow. it turns out my <sighs> township is the one most affected in the state. So, um, yeah, it, it's definitely been a, a lot to, to think through. I mean, I'm not necessarily worried about individuals in my life. Most of the people I know have um, are, are healthy, have su support that they need. So it's, yeah. it's okay. Hey, it's but but it definitely hits close to home. And you know, I had a friend ask me last night, um, would you consider flying back? Did you ever consider flying back? And I, I hadn't. So this question really took me off guard just to even think that thought. What did my answer mean? I, it's just a lot to work through, I would say. Yeah. 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 It's it's hard because there's like bits of us in different places in the world now. And when stuff like this happens, it's I feel a little bit like pulled in many directions. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's I, I want to keep up. I want to keep contacting people and making sure they're OK, how they're doing mentally and physically. But I also have to kind of balance out how much I do of that because I need some of it for my own sanity at this point, too, because it's currently happening here. So it's yeah. it's really it's really hard. But nobody I know personally has... And wait, I need to find some wood before I do this. There we go. Okay. Nobody I know has personally been affected yet. So yeah. I don't know why it's so draining on that level when there hasn't really been a physical tragedy. Yeah. Well, it, I mean, for me, what's weird is about this whole situation is this is kind of the first time that you're going some, through something with the whole world in a way. Because like yeah. it, it's, it's happening here, but it's also now happening in South Africa. They've just had their first 50 cases or so, and it started, you can see it spiraling out of control uh, already. And South Africa yeah. also does not have a very robust health system. So, uh, so I worry about the, right. the, the country and, and how they're going to manage it because manage, managing these kinds of crises is also in Africa could be, could go either way. They're either super efficient or they completely mismanage it and, and, and lose the, the advantage of the time that they've had. Cause they're, they're only getting it now, basically. And it means that they've had an extra few weeks to prepare and, and, and to watch the models of South Korea or Germany or Italy to see what, what's working and what's not. Mm -hmm. So I just hope, you know, that I get worried about things like that. But it's weird because it's all happening at the same time. But it's not even their, their winter yet, is it? No, it's not their winter, but it's starting. And they're, 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 oh, they're going to go into their winter now and, and uh, we'll, see, we'll see how that goes. But, uh, yeah, um, what can you do? It's, uh, it's interesting. <sighs> Yeah. Um, is there anything else you guys had as points to talk about here? So much somehow. Yeah, I, I feel like this is the topic of 
every conversation I have and every time I leave it feeling like I could keep talking, but essentially no. <laughs> okay. Okay. What about you, Steph? Ditto. I mean, it, the being pulled from many different sides because we know people all over the place and the emotional side of dealing with it, being here, but not being here fully in our faces. It's just, it's, it's weird. It's, it's quiet. It's, it's not visible, but it's impending and it's definitely weighed, weighing me down. Um, no, that's it. Yeah. And I think that's my message for people at this, at this time is it's just like, try not to let it weigh you down because, uh, you can still go out for now. You can still take walks and, and, and meet with friends. I mean, I, I meet with specific friends. We've, we've narrowed our friend circle down very, very small to like two or three people. And we, we still meet with them, people from our village. And that's that, you know, that go for walks, enjoy the sun and just minimize the chances of spreading the disease. And I think you're still okay for now until a potential lockdown comes, but, um, yeah, it's just flattening the curve, baby. Have you, Sean, have you started to use different gestures instead of like shaking hands or hugging? Yes, I do an elbow bump. Do you? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's so strange. What do you, what about you guys? <laughs> no, nothing yet. I kind of went from regular to isolation. So I've missed over the elbow thing. <laughs> <laughs> I've done a little dance. You do? Aww. <laughs> That's really cute. I like that. <laughs> I like that. You know what I'm hoping by another plus from this whole thing could be that we drop the handshake in Western culture, for goodness sake. Just drop the hand because it's so unhygienic as it is. It's maybe time to drop the handshake. You want to see doomsday in Germany. (laughs) Try try talking them all into dropping a handshake. They're going to lose their mind. Can you imagine birthdays? What are they going to do on birthdays? (laughs) I literally can't imagine birthdays. I can't. (laughs) Wait, okay, I don't know what you guys are talking about. What's the birthday hand thing? They they shake your hands on birthday. So every German that's in a room, if it's your birthday, will come up to you and say, happy birthday and shake your hand. Oh. So you get like dozens of handshakes <laughs> on, on your birthday, which I freak out about. I'm like, I don't want to touch everybody. <laughs> also, like if we're going to touch though, a hug. But no, it's cool. We'll just shake hands. That's great. Sure. So I think I think we'll wrap it up for now. Uh, but what I want to ask each of you, and we'll start with you, Nicole, is what are you doing for your show now? Because I know from my point of view with this podcast, it's suddenly feeling like I've got all these interviews lined up, but it seems like it's from another world where everything was light and no worries and, and, and everything. So, so what do I do with that now? So I'm probably still going to put them out, but it feels a bit strange now. So what's next for the expat cast? I uh, was actually on a season break and that's supposed to end in just a couple of weeks. So I have a couple of rebroadcasts that are going to come out as scheduled. And in the time during my season break, I've recorded a bunch and they're really good. So I'm really excited to get them out there and I'm just going to do it. Um, Maybe I'll I'll add commentary in my intros and outros. But if anything, this has just been a time that I've already used to connect with more people people and, and get more recordings and I if I have to go into quarantine even further I, I just want to continue doing that because connecting with other people and, and talking about not it is yeah. good too and I as a consumer have appreciated consuming things that are not it I also need to consume things that are about it so I, I, yeah. it's a mixture but for me my part will be to, to kind of carry on as long and in the ways that it makes sense too yeah, that's good that's good. What, yeah. what about you, Steph? Yeah, similar. Um, I'm trying. I was trying not to talk about it at all, but I put out an episode this week 
uh, that I recorded when I was still in China and I was talking to somebody in Beijing. So I felt the need to put just like a sentence in there. This was, you know, recorded before all this happened. So that's why there's no talk of it. But honestly, even if I was still there, I'm not sure it would have seeped in. But I, I just felt the need to say that in case there was any. Why are they being so jovial? But generally speaking, I don't have many more of the China interviews yet. But I just, I don't know. I, I lean on the side that Nicole's on where I'm more entertainment than serious stuff. So I, I it may come up in little blips because that feels like that's where we are globally. But I don't want to do an entire episode or a giant segment on the panic part of it, yeah. which I guess is what we're doing now. So. I, I don't think it is. I don't think it is. So <laughs> no, the way no. I saw it, because I, I was I was weighing this up whether I wanted to do a full episode about this, yeah. but I felt like I had to because this is something I felt after last week that I wanted to talk about somehow. I just put something out yeah. there about it. And then I thought, I, I don't want to add to the, the panic or I don't want to add to, you know, sort of the, the, the general depression that's going on. But at the end of the day, I don't think it is. I think it's a, if we could have a realistic chat like we have had, just a, just yeah. a chat. This thing is real. It's happening right now. It's around us. And everyone that listens to the shows will think about it somehow. And I would, I just wanted to say something about it because more, more for my own perspective. And uh, I don't think we're adding to the panic with 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 this discussion that we've had. No. I think we made a lot of good points. No. And um, I don't think we are either. I was yeah. I was slightly teasing, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I just with my topics and with who I talk to and who I already have pre-recorded, I, it just doesn't fit either. So I just I'm not really touching it very much. Yeah. And I will say too, I felt relieved to know that we were going to address it, sort of the collective we, um, and and that's coming from you, Sean. So I appreciate that you did want to talk to that you did want to talk about it and that you invited us to come on. And I would say for me, both as a person and a, po a podcaster, um, it's, it's been a certain level of relief to know, okay, we are going to address it. Um, yeah. You're at a great moment to kind of put this out and we can kind of all have our little conversation about it here and, yeah. and connect with other expats in Germany or Germany adjacent people, whatever the yeah. listenership might be. Um, <laughs> and then we can, move on until we need to talk about it again yeah. and then we will but yeah. it's it's such a day by day minute by minute life right now so it is um, it is it's good to have this as a rock to put it out there and we'll see what the next one is and thank you guys so much for being willing to to join and have this discussion it was quite a short notice to set this up so i really appreciate you taking the time thank you thank and, you for having us on and stay, stay healthy stay, everyone stay healthy yeah, wash your hands. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. <laughs> wash your hands. <laughs> <laughs>